Welcome to another episode of Ask an Amateur. This is episode number two, or, or three, depending on how you're counting. This is our second real interview, and this week we'll be interviewing your other host for the rest of this podcast, Joy, my Hello. wife. Um, so let's go ahead and get this started. Joy, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, and uh, just yourself in general? Okay, hmm, what should I say? Um, well, I guess what I always tell people is I'm a stay-at-home mom. We have one son, Silas, who's about 14 months now. Um, and then on the side, I also have an Etsy shop where I do digital um, graphic design, basically. I do digital um, invitation designs. Other than that, um, we live in Pittsburgh, and we have a dog. Okay, well, it doesn't sound like much, but those are some pretty time-consuming things. Uh, how do you feel like uh, hobbies kind of fit into that lifestyle? Um, I think hobbies for me are, right now, with Silas being so young, there's something that I do during his nap times or when he's sleeping. As he gets older and he plays by himself, I'm able to do hobbies more often. Um, but hobbies for me are more of a way to unwind and de-stress and have creative expression, I guess. Okay, great. So what uh, what is the hobby that you'll be talking about today? My hobby is knitting slash crocheting. Okay, so... They're definitely not the same thing, but it involves yarn and making things with your hands, so, I mean, to me it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people probably just say knitting and mean both maybe everything to do with yarn <laughs> yeah probably i guess i don't know i'm still fairly new to it so maybe there's lingo that i don't really know and maybe we're offending people by saying that knitting is including Ooh. both of the things you never know true i'm true. still pretty new compared to other people does it seem like a pretty hostile uh culture around knitting <laughs> no but like <laughs> I've I've read blogs. Some there was one blog I was reading. Someone made a quilt and they totally like broke all the rules of it. And they were talking about it in their blog post, and just all the comments were all these experienced quilters who were offended by how she didn't follow the rules of quilting. So knowing That's that, strange. knowing that, you know, you got to be careful about what you say about different hobbies because you have people who are very serious about them, and you could be offending them without even knowing it. That's, so yeah, that sounds crazy. So how did you get interested in this hobby of knitting and crocheting? Well, it started when we lived in Alabama when you were in flight school. Um, I wanted to make myself a light infinity scarf, and I tried. I first tried knitting with needles, and for some reason I don't really remember, but that was just too hard and I couldn't figure it out, so I switched to loom knitting. And it was so easy and so quick, and I loved the way the scarf turned out. So that Christmas, I made all the women in um, our extended family, I made them all cowls, and it was great, because it was really inexpensive, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I picked it up again this past fall, because my scarf that I made when we lived in Alabama, I use it all the time, and it was starting to get stretched out and worn out, so I wanted to make another one. And then sure enough, after I made it, I was like, this is so much fun. I'm going to make everybody gifts again. So, um, Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, just seeing you do the hobby, it seems like you 
are even more involved this time around. Like Mm -hmm. even before you switched away from the looms, you were starting to do different projects with uh, different types of hats, different types of uh, stitches and stuff like that. Yeah, because they have different types of looms, and so I was learning that I could buy circular looms and make, like, boot cups and hats for the guys in our family, and from there, I just, I decided to give knitting another try, and then um, one of my friends from church, she does a lot of crocheting, and we're in the same mom's group that meets a couple um, days a month, and she'll crochet during the mom's meeting, it just looks so fun and easy, so finally I decided to learn how to do that so I'm heavy into crocheting right now great um was it difficult to get started in this hobby either from like a motivation standpoint or maybe from monetary standpoint or is there some special place you have to go to get all the equipment I think uh, I think for me personally uh what happens to me when I want to start something is I'll get stuck in like analysis paralysis and I want to start a project and I want it to be perfect from start to finish. So maybe in that aspect, it's hard to start, but really in this day and age, you can Google, you know, beginner's scarf or learned how to crochet and you can find a YouTube video and you're a pro by the time that video is done. So it wasn't that hard, especially this time around. I kind of knew what I was wanting to do. Um, as far as knitting, starting to knit with knitting needles I like I said I found a YouTube video and I finished my first scarf within two hours so I mean I put Silas down for a nap and by the time he was awake it was done and I had finished it and that's just a great feeling that's the thing I love about these projects I'm doing right now is that I have a product done within like a couple hours I'm not ready for those projects that take like a week to finish right there's no, like, satisfaction when you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't make anything yet. I'm right. still working on it. So what's the most complex uh, thing that you've knit so far? Um, I don't know. I guess, what's your definition of complex? <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't, I've never knit or crocheted, so I'm not sure what... I guess... If it's stitches that make it complex or if it's different uh, end, end products, if it's... I guess probably the boot cuffs are the most um, complex thing I've made, but they're really—they're not hard to make. It just—they involves different—they involve different types of stitches. So, I think three or four stitches are involved for that. Which the more stitches, I guess, the more complicated you consider the pattern. Whereas an infinity scarf, you're doing most often you're doing the same stitch over and over. So you can kind of get into a groove with that, and there's not. Whereas like. In the boot cuffs, you kind of have to keep track of what you're doing, where, yeah. and for how long. Yeah, which I'm not a big fan of, like, counting stitches and trying to remember where you are. I want to be able to just turn on a show on Netflix and then just start moving my hands. And my hands know what they're doing, and I don't even have to think about it. And by the time the show's over, <laughs> I have a new scarf. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. There's something nice about those mindless tasks, even... I don't want to downplay knitting or crocheting by calling don't, it mindless. Don't offend anybody. Don't offend anybody. <laughs> um, don't knock it till you try right, it. <laughs> exactly. But but those things where you can get into a groove and kind of like flying, right? <laughs> <laughs> Autopilot. Sometimes <laughs> certain certain aspects, yes, are very routine. Um, but yeah, that, that's very nice. I I think of like folding clothes. 
you know, it's one of those chores you can do. I mean, most people probably hate it, but because it's relatively mindless, you can get do other stuff and then you're done while you're doing it. You can watch right. something while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you think uh, do you think this is a hobby? This is a hobby for everyone that everyone should try someday in their life. Um, good question. Uh, no, probably not. Not everybody. I think. I guess my thinking is guys. Uh, I don't really think of guys as like knitters or crocheters. I know they're out there, <laughs> <laughs> but when I think of knitting, I think of um, creative people, people who love to give handmade gifts. Um, I don't know. I guess I just think of different friends. And I'm like, eh, she probably wouldn't enjoy this. It just takes a particular person who wants to do knitting I don't know but I don't have a good answer for this question so we're going to edit this part out <laughs> no no we won't <laughs> we, yeah we can um, cut it out uh, yeah right um okay uh, what do you think is the most exciting moment of this hobby so far for yourself I think I really like the aspect of when Christmas time or birthdays roll around I have the ability to make something that is useful for um, a friend or a family member, especially our family, because everybody, all of our families live in areas where the winters are pretty cold, so yeah. scarves are really a good idea for gifts. And I just like the satisfaction of making something, and when I learn more about knitting and crocheting, in the future, I'll probably be able to make my own patterns and put those on the internet for other people to do. Because right now, I'm reading all these blogs of people who they are. They're making their own patterns, which to me right now seems um, complicated and unfathomable. But eventually, I'll get to the point where I can think up something in my head and then you know make a PDF pattern and maybe a YouTube video and put it out there on the internet, which is just yeah. so cool. So Very cool. Um, you mentioned that you have a graphic design shop online. Yes. Do you uh, do you see any crossover between the creativity you use in that or the business skills you use in that to this hobby? Do you uh, do you plan on monetizing this at some point? Well, considering it's something that I don't see myself stopping anytime soon, I probably should try to sell them because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> I'll just have a closet full of scarves. And they're good to donate, but it's always fun to try to sell them just to see, like, which ones are more popular, which which right. ones are the ones that people like. Um, as far as crossover with graphic design, maybe a skill that I'm using is, like, color combinations and patterns, what looks good together, maybe. Right. So, yeah. Do you have, um, do you have a favorite... Uh, do you have a favorite brand or style of yarn that you use? Um, that's a trade secret. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to use chunky yarn, which they go by numbers. So I think I use the Lion brand with chunky size 4, I think is what it is. And I started just... It's a pretty popular yarn, but I would like just put it out there that I started using it before I was reading what everybody else was reading. Oh. So I'm not just copying other people. <laughs> it's just... It just so happens your taste aligns with... And they have great colors. Yeah. 
and it feels good. Um, so yeah, the wool, I think it's thick and quick lion brand woolies yarn. So, and I like using chunky yarn because you can finish the project quicker. You get a, you see something in a shorter period of time. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. I had a question and I can't remember it now. Mm. Well, sorry, we're not going to edit that out. Uh. <laughs> not on your list? Uh, no, it wasn't a question on my list. Um, You're like, hurry up and answer this so I can ask this. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even listening to me. No, I was. You're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, sounds good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, you had to put this at the end for bloopers. We'll just leave it in the whole way. Oh, no, great. No edits at all. Do you have any, is there any like interesting, I know you said you were just starting out and you uh, aren't quite completely into like the culture surrounding knitting yet, but do you have any, um, is there any interesting jargon you've learned so far? This is kind of a new segment I want to add where you tell me the jargon and I try to figure out what it means. Um, well, I guess in patterns, that's one thing I'm learning right now is how to read a pattern for knitting and crocheting. So, I don't know. Uh, here's a term that they use in uh, a pattern for crocheting. It's called yarn over. So what do you think that means? Mm, I would think that means the yarn that's on the top when you're looking at it there's maybe two strands of yarn and the yarn that goes over the other one is the yarn over (laughs) okay kind of not really (laughs) it's when like if you're talking about crocheting it's when you have your hook and let's say you just finished a stitch and then you gotta put it over your hook i don't know if they use it in knitting or not maybe on the knitting patterns too but put it over your hook and then they'll say like put your hook through a stitch and then yarn yarn over again i'm doing it the wrong direction but it's where you put your yarn over the hook over the hook okay and that's what is that the technical term for that tool the hook yeah crochet hook and they have different sizes too but but and that's a very simple term and now when i read it i'm like oh yeah duh but when i was first trying to like figure out how to make something i was like well yarn over what does that mean like start (laughs) over your yarn or something So, yeah, I'm slowly learning different stitches, and not not even that, but, like, sometimes in the pattern, instead of yarn over, they'll just put Y-O. So you see just, like, a bunch of letters in this pattern, and you're like, what does it all mean? It's probably, yeah, it's probably similar to um, when I, uh, I remember we had a cadet in the airplane last month, and he's a pilot, but he's only ever flown visual flight rules. He's never flown instrument flight rules. So on instrument flight rules, you're talking way more. You have this like shorthand when you're talking to tra- air traffic controllers. And then you have these approach uh, diagrams that tell you how to fly um, in towards an airport when you're coming in to land. And to someone who's not familiar with it, even a, a pilot who's flown an airplane before, he said to me, he's like, you guys are speaking a different language and this is hieroglyphics. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's probably similar to that. Yeah, it's funny because when you're first looking at it and you don't know anything about it, you're like, this means nothing to me. But then once you learn the terminology, it becomes a whole different piece of information to you. You're like, oh, wow, this is how it all works. It's so. like, yeah, it's like when you can see and read The Matrix. Never saw the movie, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, 
So is there anything else uh, you want to say to people who are interested in this uh, or talk about your experience with this um, this hobby? Um, not really. I mean, I guess my only thought is don't be intimidated to start. I think for me personally, I know other people who knit more seriously than I do. And sometimes when you know someone else who has this certain hobby and they're so good at it, you're intimida- intimidated to get started because maybe you won't stick with it as long and you don't want to disappoint them when you tell them that you started it and then stopped it. Or maybe you're afraid that your work won't be as good and they'll be secretly judging you from the other <laughs> side. But um, just do it and try it out. And if it's not for you, that's okay. But, I mean, it's a lot of fun either way. So That actually reminds me of something I read online one time, which was that when you, when starting a new hobby or a new or trying to start a new like lifestyle practice that you shouldn't tell people you're doing it yes until you've already decided completed something oh okay yeah. until you've already like gotten into it and i think completed something that makes sense and i i tend to take that route whenever i do something or i just do it and i don't tell anyone about it just because i know myself and i'm usually Either I'll st- I'm either 100% into it or I try it out and I know I hate it and I never do it again. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah, that's how I am. Is there anything about this particular hobby when compared to some of the other things you do um, that just kind of sticks out that makes you really, that's, you've kind of fallen in love with it? I guess I like, um, I mean, other than the fact that I'm making physical things that people can actually use. I like the aspect of going to the yarn store and looking at all the different options and then imagining while I'm in the store what I could possibly make. It's hard to do with a baby, though, when you're walking through the yarn aisle. He's, like, grabbing for all the <laughs> yarn and, like, tossing down the ground. It's like, man, they need to make these aisles bigger. Yeah. So. Cool. Pros and cons. Yep. Well, um, thanks, uh, thanks for your interview. Oh, it was you're welcome. a lot of fun talking with you about this. Yep. Thanks. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Ask an Amateur. We'll be back next month with another impassioned hobbyist and hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and tell us your thoughts about the podcast so far. If you know someone who can speak passionately about a hobby in their life, Please, please feel free to contact us. My email address is rob at pribcrib.com. That's P-R-I-B is in Bravo, C-R-I-B is in Bravo.com. See you next month.